Hey, mama. So is creating content time consuming? Maybe you struggle with coming up with content ideas. Well, today I chat with Emily Aborn about content repurposing. Emily is a content writer, podcast host, and founder of She Built This, a community for women entrepreneurs and professionals. She's worked with over 90 different industries and hundreds of women entrepreneurs and loves helping others increase visibility, connect with their clients, and bring their dreams and visions to life. In this episode, Emily shares why content repurposing is the ultimate hack for mompreneurs and tips for how to do content repurposing the right way. You guys, this is such a good episode and Emily gives so many great tips So I highly recommend you grab a notebook and pen because you are going to want to write down these tips, especially because she breaks down how content repurposing saves you time. And that is what we want as busy mompreneurs is to save as much time as we can. All right, let's jump into today's episode. Hey, mama. Welcome to the Mama Turn Mompreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Singletary, a wife, mama of two, and former virtual assistant turned podcast strategist and producer. This is a podcast for the mama who is burnt out trying to build her business on social media. You're tired of putting in so much time and energy marketing your business on social media only to hear crickets and barely get any engagement on your posts. You don't have time to waste as a busy mama and you need an effective way to generate leads for your business. Well, mama, you're in the right place. On this podcast, I will be giving you the inside scoop on how to create a podcast that generates consistent leads for your business on autopilot mixed in with some mompreneur hacks and tips for growing your business as a busy mama. So grab your coffee, your notebook and pen, put in those earbuds, and let's dive in. All right, today on the Mama Turn Mompreneur podcast, I am sitting down to chat with Emily Aborn, and we're going to be talking all about content repurposing specifically why content repurposing is the ultimate hack for all mompreneurs. So Emily, welcome to the show. Please tell us about yourself, who you are, your business, and all about your family. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Andrea. Um, So let's see where to start with what to tell you. I live in New Hampshire. Um, I'm actually a dog mom, but I do not have any uh, human children of my own. And I live in New Hampshire with my dog and my husband, Jason. I'm a content writer, so I write website copy, social media copy, blog copy, and just about anything else that's part of like the customer uh, experience or touch point for women entrepreneurs. And I'm also the founder of She Built This, which is a women's entrepreneurship community. And it has the offshoot of having these wonderful, fabulous conversations like we're having today as a podcast. So I think that's it in a nutshell. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and let me just say, um, Emily's Facebook community is so amazing. I um, happen to be a part of it and just the engagement and it's just genuine connections and everything and you get so much support. So if you guys are looking for a community to join, I highly recommend hers. 
Thank you. Yeah, they are such a good, welcoming bunch, I gotta say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so let's jump into our topic. So what is content repurposing? And if you can share how you actually incorporate it in your business. I'm glad you asked the question, what is it? Because so often we hear these buzzwords like content and visibility and marketing and whatever else people want to lump in there on a daily basis. And it's like, well, what does that really even mean? You know? So in my opinion, content repurposing is taking something that already exists or, and maybe it's old, maybe it's like you're kind of creating it live time, but taking something that already exists and making it new. So the same way that you would go to a, um, an antique store, find a table and turn it into something you know, a lovely desk for your office. It's sort of like that. So it's taking something new and repackaging it into something else. The way I use it in my business is like everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I use it in my own podcast. I find it extremely helpful to repurpose content from my podcasts. Um, I use it when I am a podcast guest. So even the questions that you ask me today, I'm going to repurpose those into something. And I'm also going to bring you into that conversation too. So then it kind of like creates a multi-purpose, multi-purpose repurposing for both of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also use it when it comes to like my blogs and my social media and and tying those all in with like emails and things like that. So for me, repurposing is, it is basically the strategy, like it is the umbrella for all of the way that we can think about our content on a regular basis, rather than kind of thinking of everything piece by piece by piece by piece. This gives you a really simple way to just like bring it all together and make it like really, really streamlined. I love that. Um, And just to kind of dig a little bit deeper into that, what types of content should we actually repurpose? Because we churn out so much content for our businesses. So like what pieces of content would you recommend that we repurpose? My answer is all of it. <laughs> Any Anything you're creating can probably be used in another way. So let me give some like really simple, tangible examples. So when you're doing this podcast, you can take this and every question you ask me, you can turn into a tip, a standalone tip that you could repurpose into a social media content. You can take a story that maybe you thought of or maybe the the story of how we connected and you can turn that into a piece of content. If you are doing reels on Instagram, um, a lot of those, I always say to people, you know, think of the fact that not everybody watches reels. So like you might have done a reel with like this really, really great caption and you can actually repurpose that without the real piece of it. Uh, with that same really great caption as a carousel or a static post or, you know, a, a couple of graphics or something like that. So it's just kind of my answer to that is literally anything that you're creating can be made into something else. When it comes to emails, blogs, video, podcasts, longer form content like that, you're going to tend to distill it down into shorter, smaller pieces. And those will be great for social media. But you can also reverse engineer that. So the small, short pieces that you're creating on social media can also be turned into longer form content. And let me give you like one more example in there. So let's say you're the, let's say you're a productivity coach and you're always giving these little quick tips on productivity. 
and you're thinking of a new one every day and you're posting it on social media, well, you can take those same tips and say, I'm going to create a blog with my 15 top productivity tips, or I'm going to create a blog with my 15 top productivity tips for mompreneurs and make it like really, really specific to the content you've posted in that area. So there's also reverse engineering small pieces and turning it into something larger. You know, like I think that what I see is a lot of people go either way. They have like all this amazing long form content and they haven't condensed it down into smaller bite-sized pieces or they have all these bite-sized pieces and they haven't turned it into something longer. And I also want to share that your very own website, if you have a website, that is like a gold mine of repurposing content. Like between you and me, not everybody is reading every single word on your website. And I know we put our heart and soul into those words. So it's like, wait, they're not reading my every last word. <laughs> but you can actually go to your very own website and find those pieces that have energy that say who you are and what you do and what you offer and use those as social media posts and email and call to action and things like that. So I'm talking like big picture, like you can really use anything that you're already creating and turn it into something else. Yes, I I love that. And that's how I create all of my content. So I will pull from my podcast episodes and like you say, take it and turn them into bite-sized pieces or I will pull from like social media posts, especially those where I've gotten like really high engagement and I'll turn those into longer forms of content. So I may turn it into a podcast episode, a blog or different things like that. I also, I always pull from my website. So like anytime I have to do like an about me section, whether I'm creating a new guide or something like that, I will pull directly from that. And so I I like how you broke that down because we can get stuck in this place where we either do one or the other, or we don't repurpose at all. And it's like, you're wasting so much time trying to come up with content when you have all this content already available to you. You just need to look at it from a different angle, see how you can tease something out or condense something. So thank you so much for like breaking it down that way. Like it really will give my audience like a a better idea of like what they can do with their content. Sometimes I like to challenge myself in the question, like, because I'm a very loquacious person. I mean, realistically, I could come up with something very fresh and new every single day. I mean, and never run out of words. I guarantee you that. But I like to challenge myself to think, okay, how can I use just one piece of content and make it last me all week long? And so whether that be a blog, whether that be a podcast, whether that be, you know, my email, like how can I break that down or use it in different ways or get inspired by pieces of it and just keep going with that one thing for the whole week? Yeah. And I I think that's really good for my audience to know because as as a mom, like we're, our time is already limited. You know, we have our kids that we have to consider, you know, some of us are married. We have our husbands, we're maintaining our home and different things like that. And so I see this a lot with my audience where they either like, they get so stressed when it comes to like creating content and make it much more challenging than it needs to be. So this is a great 
tool for them to like cut down that time so they're not spending so much time trying to come up with content to market their business and different things like that. And so I like that challenge, you know, how you like, okay, I'm going to focus on this one piece of content and see what all I can create from that content, what all I can repurpose. And so I think that's a great tip for a mompreneur instead of like, you know, stressing out, like, look at what content you already have created and what can you do with that? How can you repurpose that? And so just breaking it down that way and making it more manageable. And one other thought on that, because I think for some people that might feel too limiting or not like it gives them enough options. So another way to think about that is maybe you give yourself sort of like a focus for the week. And maybe that's the thing that you're talking about all week and you're kind of looking at it from different angles and different lenses and um, applying different services and products to that concept. So, you know, for you specifically, maybe it's on the audio quality of your podcast and you're just focusing on that for a week and you're telling stories about terrible audio quality and you're telling why it's so important and how listeners have a short attention span and will just like, you know, stop listening to the episode if the if the quality is not great. I mean, you could come up with an entire week's worth of content just on that one, those two words alone, right? I say audio quality and you're like, all right, I take it and run with it. There's quotes around that. There's stories around that. There's blogs around that. There's tips and tools and resources. So that's kind of what I'm challenging people to think about. And I do encounter a lot of clients that, or just individuals in general, I guess I'm going to say that that they see their content and they're like, yeah, I know I have a lot here, but they struggle to actually break it down. So just using, I'm just going to use a podcast as a really easy example, since that's what a lot of your listeners are creating. <laughs> when I sit down to have a guest on my show, I tend to have a backstory of how I came across the guest, how I met the guest, why I chose this topic. So that's my first piece of content right there. So within every episode, your guest is probably going to provide tips and tangibles and takeaways. And each of those could be its own unique piece of content. And then, of course, I love to pull like a, a quote from my guest, you know, something that they that just really stuck with me and maybe like a reflection on it. My point being, there are many, many ways to even reuse something as simple as just one podcast. You can turn the entire thing into a blog. And I think here's the other thing to remember is that people don't consume our content in the same way. So by offering it to them in a different way, the person that isn't listening to your podcast in the first place, they're going to maybe see that post on social media or see that email. And then it has that chance to stick with them, you know? Whereas maybe they wouldn't have ever gotten to hear the message that you're sharing by listening to your episode. Yes, I I love that. Thank you for sharing that and just giving such helpful tips. Um, So what would you say are the do's and don'ts of content repurposing? I love this question. I saw this and I said, oh my gosh, I love this. Of course, the do is do it, right? Just go ahead and do it. Start doing it. Start small. Um, and I'll I'll circle back to that because I like to make like a nice Oreo of, of do's and don'ts. A big don't, I would say, is don't just think of this as copy and pasting. Sometimes when I see people repurposing, they are just copying and pasting. And the problem with that 
is that it doesn't always give the context that is required for where you're posting it. So just as an example, if I'm repurposing for my email and I literally just cut and paste a paragraph, I haven't given any of that nice backstory, that context. There's a way to shorten that context significantly. You know, you don't have to go into this whole story about when you were five years old on a social media post, but not giving any context is kind of doing a little bit of a disservice. So when you're thinking of repurposing, it is simple, but it's not always as simple as just copy and pasting. Sometimes it is, right? Sometimes it is literally just, oh, I can just copy and paste that and use that someplace else. The other don't, it's actually a do, um, but don't hesitate to use the same content on different platforms. So LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, I don't know, I think people are like on TikTok nowadays, but wherever you are using your content, like don't hesitate to just use the same thing. You, You may change it slightly for your LinkedIn audience or slightly for your Facebook group. That's fine, but don't hesitate to post in all the places because My guess is that people are not following you or reading every single word that you say in all of these spots. And then the do, I'm just going back to just like, I just would encourage you to do it and try it with one piece, see how it feels, find the pieces of your content that like give you energy and make you excited. And you're like, ooh, I really want to make sure to get this point across and start there. Start with the pieces that really, really energize you and light you up. And you really want that message to get out into the world and go from there. And don't feel like you have to reinvent that wheel as you go. I love that. And I love how you brought up don't just copy and paste. I see people do this with their podcast episodes all the time. They'll literally just transcribe it and put it up as a blog. And it doesn't really make sense because how we speak and how we write are two different things. But also it's like, well, somebody who reads that, it's not going to really make sense to them. So really taking the time to like flesh it out and maybe even digging deeper on certain points, like those main points in that podcast episode. So thank you for bringing that up because I hate to see people do that. I think that's a good reminder with the transcripts because the point of a transcript in many cases is to be accessible for the people who maybe either can't listen or choose not to listen. And so if you're just copying and pasting that transcript, like I've seen what AutoAI does to my transcripts, it doesn't make sense half the time. So you're actually kind of like, you're not really giving them the attention that they deserve. Um, So if you have to bring in help to do that, like I'm not suggesting we sit there and go through our entire transcript and, you know, retype the whole thing. That might be an area in your business you, you bring in somebody to help you, but do consider it. Like, especially in that instance, when you're just copying and pasting, it's actually kind of doing the, it's having the opposite of effect of what you want, you know? Yep. I I totally agree. I, um, that's one of the services I provide for my monthly management clients and we use it strictly for accessibility. And I do go in and clean it up because again, you know, how we actually speak and how we write two different things, but we're not putting it up as a blog post. It's just included as part of their show notes for those, like you said, who they may not be able to listen and reading it, you know, is much more accessible for them. So just being mindful of that transcription does not equal blog. (laughs) Okay. So what would you say are the benefits of repurposing your content? There are so many. Um, So 
I think that the first one is time, saving time, right? Like that is my number. That is actually the number one complaint I hear from people in when it comes to content creation is they just don't have enough time. So that's number one. Number two is it makes it really easy and simplified for you. It's almost like you kind of give yourself like a template to work off with every week. So you're not trying to think like, oh my gosh, what do I have to do this week? It's just really simple and easy. You know, it's very straightforward and clear. And you can figure out what that template looks like for you on an individual basis. Like that is totally unique to you and your business and whatever you're producing. The other thing I love, and we've touched a little bit on how it helps people who maybe wouldn't interact in your content one way hear that message. So really, you have to think of it like it takes your message and spreads it further and it spreads it to more people and faster because you're getting it out there in different ways and kind of like meeting people wherever they're at. But the one thing that I really, really love is this sense of cohesion that it brings to what you're sharing. And I think that We don't even often know why someone's content is so good and like so like consistent. And it has to do with that element of cohesion where it's like everything just kind of comes together and flows and makes sense. And like one day sort of builds on the next day, like it just makes sense. And it gives you a sigh of relief and it gives the people engaging in your in your conversations a sigh of relief. I love it as that, as like, this is a conversation, you know, like we're having this week-long conversation and here's sort of the topic and it gives it from all these different angles and perspectives and different ways to digest that conversation. So those are the benefits. I mean, I could go on and on, but I think for probably your listeners, the biggest thing that they're looking to do is to save time and make things a little bit more simple. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Definitely. Again, when I repurpose my content, it saves me so much time, especially just with being a mom and everything. So yeah, I would say that's probably like the number one benefit for those of us who are moms is just having that extra time to dedicate to other things that we have to get done. Um, So how does content repurposing help with consistently showing up for your audience? So that kind of goes to that template uh, approach I was talking about. And, And when I say template, I'm not talking, you know, you don't have to follow any strict sort of rules. But let's just say Monday, you always share something that's kind of like inspiring and gets people off on the right note. And Tuesday, you're always kind of sharing a tip. And Wednesday, you're always highlighting your blog or your podcast episode. And Thursday, you're always doing a promotional post around whatever you talked about. My point is, it helps you to stay showing up even when you maybe don't feel like it or you don't feel like you have anything to say because you do. You have a well, you've already filled up and you have it ready to go. So that's where, and, and I don't, here's a really important point. I don't want consistency to be confused with frequency because people I see do this a lot. They lump in consistency and frequency into the same concept. It's two different things. Frequency is showing up at a certain rate. So let's say every single day. It's it's like seven times a week. Consistency is showing up when you say you're going to or when you have chosen for yourself that you're going to do it. So my consistency is that I post a podcast episode every single week. My frequency is that one time a week, but I consistently 
show up at that frequency that I've decided. Now, notice I didn't say I show up seven times a week because I couldn't be consistent with that, right? I'd be like, all right, I'm burnt out, I'm done. Um, but I think that when you are when you are using repurposing in your strategy, it just helps you to show up at whatever consistency you want. So maybe it is only three pieces a week that you're sharing of content in general, but it just helps you to keep that cadence when you kind of create that like, oh, I can turn this into these things every single week or every single month. I don't even want to use a week as an example because for some people it's a monthly thing, right? So that's how I see it, just building on that concept of consistency. And I do think that consistency, not frequency again, um, consistency helps to build that no like, and trust. And deeper than that, that like reliable connection that people can expect to get from us. Yeah. And I, I love that you broke down the difference between consistency and frequency because I do see people like just lump it all together and that can be stressful, especially if you feel like, oh my gosh, I have to show up every day when in reality you don't, um, you know, it's about what you can realistically commit to. So if for you, if that's three days a week, then you pick those three days a week and that's what you commit to. The main thing is that your audience wants to know that you are going to keep showing up for them and bringing that value and everything. So thank you for pointing that out. I always say more isn't more. More isn't always more. It's usually just more, right? So like sometimes that less is more philosophy. We really need to tap into that and, and use that to our advantage as business owners. And a lot of things have now, they kind of like I've noticed if I post on LinkedIn, it kind of has like a nice lifespan, you know, like it might last me an entire week with just one post on LinkedIn. So I really like that and experimenting with what that looks like for you because it can take a lot of pressure off when you realize like, oh, the Facebook algorithm has changed again and I actually only need to post once a week, you know? So just looking at what those things are for your own business, again, that's a decision only you can make. Only you know your your capacity to be consistent and what your capacity of frequency is. So those are things to just look at and examine for yourself. Yes, I, I completely agree. Um, so as we wrap up our conversation, I know you touched on this a bit, but do you have any more tips for how a mompreneur can repurpose content with ease? I think my one tip would be that we haven't talked about yet is to think about some of your repurposing as just stories of your everyday life, because some of the stories of your everyday life are going to be things that make you the most relatable, but also that show off like your uniqueness. And I'm not talking about like the personal and the vulnerable stuff, like unless you want to, it's this is totally your line to draw. I'm just talking about like, are there stories? Are there things happening in my daily life that I can actually like repurpose and turn those into content too? Because your audience now more than ever wants to connect with other human beings And one of the ways that we can show that we're human beings and that we're real people and that we're authentic is by telling stories and just sharing some of the ins and outs and successes and the not so successes. So I think that would be my my last tip on something that we just haven't covered yet. Yeah, I I agree. Um, Last week I posted a story. I was trying to share something with my audience and I had both kids climbing all over me and I was like yeah this is real life as a mompreneur you're trying to record a video 
and your kids are climbing all over you. And I got so many messages from people who are like, oh my gosh, I could completely relate. So even something as simple as that for you, it may be like, this is just everyday life, but you sharing that with your audience and kind of normalizing it too, you know, that's going to build that deeper connection. I want to say that sometimes some of the quote unquote most mundane or the most boring things are the most relatable things because we're like, yeah, we all do those things or we all deal with that. So yeah, (laughs) that's that's a great story, a great example. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So what is a fun fact about you that most people don't know or wouldn't expect? I have one from yesterday. So... My husband is currently out of town right now, and we just got dumped on with like almost 40 inches of snow. I live in New Hampshire, as I said before. Like, I don't even know if I could have imagined how much snow this was before this happened, or I never would have agreed to this. Um, So I now am proud to say that one of my life skills is uh, being able to turn on the generator, turn off the generator filled the generator up with gas, and I shoveled like probably 10,000 pounds of snow yesterday. And I am not a large person, so this is like saying a lot. So that is a fun fact that people would look at me and be like, no way, not that girl. And I did it. (laughs) Well, way to go to you for holding down the fort while your hubby is out of town. (laughs) Um, But I'll give you one more just for fun. This is another fun fact. Uh, Also has to do with winter, unfortunately. But when I was in my 20s, I went to France to the Alps with this American family. And I was sort of like their cook. And I took care of this um, one of the her husband, he he had um, Parkinson's disease. So I would like take care of him and cook and tidy up their house and host for guests and change the sheets and all that stuff. It's called a chalet girl. And it was a four month job in uh, Chamonix, France. So that's a fun fact that actually not a lot of people do know about me. Wow, that's very interesting. Like, did they pay for your travel and all of that? Yeah, they pay you very, very little money every week. It was like 100 euros, but they did pay for travel and they gave me a ski pass. So I actually learned to ski in the Alps and like some of the highest mountains. Yeah, it was fun. Wow, that's cool. It was fun and also not fun. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I could imagine that would be exhausting. (laughs) Okay, well, where can my audience connect with you and learn more about how to work with you? Thank you for the question and opportunity. Um, I think the easiest place is just emilyaborn.com because you can find everything that I'm involved in. And it's just Emily Aborn, like acorn with a B. All right. And I will make sure to link that in the show notes. Well, thank you so much, Emily, for just sharing your insight on content repurposing and giving us such great tips. Thank you, Andrea. Thank you so much for having me. No problem. Mama, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to hang with me. If you enjoy this podcast, will you do me a favor and leave a review? Leaving a review ensures this podcast reaches other mamas just like you. All right, mama, I'll talk to you again soon.